Sariti Green comes in for praise during ESCOM, Minerals Council Fireside Chat. The Coal to Renewables Initiative of Sariti Green, the 91% black-owned and black-controlled Sariti Coal Associate, came in for special praise at the interesting fireside chat between outgoing ESCOM CEO Andre de Rauter and outgoing Minerals Council South Africa CEO Roger Baxter on the second day of the Investing in African Mining Indoba. Sariti Green is building a 900 megawatts wind farm in South Africa's electricity heartland of Mpumalanga, much of which will be used by the coal mines of the Sariti Group as part of a decarbonization initiative. The electricity crisis is a constraint to investors, that's very clear, and that is why we need to resolve it as quickly as possible, de Rauter said during the conversation covered by Mining Weekly. First of all, I think credit should go to the minerals sector for being true partners in helping us to manage this crisis. The levels of cooperation that we get from the Minerals Council and the Energy Intensive Users Group is very heartening and it enables us to weather some of our unreliability in a far better way than otherwise would be the case, said de Rauter. But ultimately, the consensus between de Rauter and Baxter is that South Africa need more power capacity, and has, in fact, needed more capacity since 1998, when Baxter was negotiating an electricity white paper with the South African government. The greater capacity on the national electricity grid is needed to allow state utility ESCOM to carry out its maintenance of its fleet of aging coal-fired power stations. Without that capacity, ESCOM has had to really struggle, in the words of de Rauter, to keep the system performing as best we can, and clearly as best we can has not been good enough to address the load-shedding problem. Currently, Units 1, 2 and 3 of the new Kusal power station are down, depriving the grid of two 180 megawatts. One unit at the Coburg nuclear power station will be down for most of the year, depriving the grid of nine 28 megawatts. There has been a fire at Kusal Unit 5, which should have been synchronized onto the grid this month, which is now extended to July, depriving the grid of another 700 megawatts, and Unit 4 at the also new Madupi power station, which is putting pay to another 720 megawatts. Added together, that totals some 3 gigawatts to 4 gigawatts of capacity that is structurally absent and the balance has to be made up by a pretty unstable and unreliable coal-fired system. So, the outlook for 2023 is a tough one but now you come to what is in the project pipeline, and this is where you see significant and pretty far-sighted investments from a company like Sariti, for example, said de Rauter. Eventually, they're going to install 900 megawatts of wind and solar, right in the heart of Mpumalanga's coal belt, which, of course, is a great contributor to the just energy transition, creating jobs for coal miners from people who have invested in coal for many years. You look at a company like Anglo-American converting some of their trucks to hydrogen, which they are fueling with the hydrogen plant that they've built on site. Increasingly, we are seeing that we are able to attract more private sector generation capacity to the grid. We see it in our statistics and we also see it in numbers collated by NASA. There's more than 9000 megawatts of new capacity that is either in the process of being built or on in the process of going through engineering and financial close and environmental impact assessment processes to get them into the grid. Our anticipation is that from calendar 2024 onwards, we should see a reduction in the incidence of load shedding and the important thing to emphasize is that we shouldn't stop there. We have an aging fleet, 
an unreliable fleet that has been poorly maintained, and we should not sit back and become complacent again and be content to have 9000 megawatts in the grid. We've got to double down and we've got to accelerate and this is, Roger, where I think the presidency's structural reforms that President Cyril Ramaphosa implemented in his speech of the 25th of July last year hasn't nearly received the credit that it should have for liberalizing the generation sector, said de Router, who credited many Minerals Council South Africa members of taking advantage of that liberalization. Baxter recalled that the Minerals Council and the Energy Intensive Users Group back in February last year and deployed personnel into the presidency to help with understanding what the specific energy constraints were, one being why mining companies with long-completed environmental impact assessments have to wait 18 months to obtain approval for a solar project. And the president joked back to me saying, Roger, I think I need to go to that department and find out what they do. I think what we've done is through the reforms that have come out and the electricity recovery plan that came out in July, those are the biggest structural reforms that we've seen in South Africa in 25 years, in my view, that basically unlock the private sector's capability to invest in an energy system, which is also needed to improve logistics, said Baxter.